Merry Christmas from all of us at Harvest Bible Church to you. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Mark Butler. You can watch the full service or learn more about Harvest Bible Church at harvestbibleonline.org. Amen. Um, well, we're getting close to Starry Starry Night. Thank you. Thanks, Abby. <laughs> Um, Starry Story Night will be next Sunday. Everybody say next Sunday. If you know young families, young families with children, this is the way that you can introduce them or reintroduce them or remind them of the story of Jesus Christ. It's, this is a fabulous event that we do here where they get to come through this, to, the, to the city gate of Bethlehem and then they, they journey all the way to where Jesus is at and um, they get, you know, there's crafts and there's, you know, it's just learning about Jesus at Christmas is so important. And so, um, re, you know, remember to invite people. I'm, I'm, I apologize. I didn't get any flyers made out, but um, it's next Sunday from five to eight, as you can see on here, and and that's just time slots, so you can show up anywhere between five and eight, and um, and then go through the whole process you go, want to go through as a family. If you don't have children, you can still go through it. We'll let you go through it. <laughs> we had adults go through it too. It's it's just a beautiful, um, you know, simple storyline that we create, but man, the message is powerful, right? So um, we still do need some help. We had a lot of you sign up last Sunday. Thank you so much. I still have um, a few things. So all of you, uh, you know, junior hires and high school students, um, you know, if you're interested, I need some shepherds. I need um, registration and hospitality. You wouldn't, you wouldn't have to dress in a costume if you don't want to be in a costume. But we just need to register the children um, because we're going to take their picture, everybody's picture. And so we just need a registration form. There's people I need there. Hospitality is so important, right? It's because when we have people come here that don't, you know, that don't know Harvest Bible Church, that is the opportunity at the very end. We're going to serve hot chocolate and popcorn and just uh, welcome them and um, just love on their families. And we have a treat for all of them um, at the end. And so um, I still need sheep and donkey. A donkey. Help me out, people. I I want one so bad. I need some sheep and a donkey. Just one donkey is good. That's, that's all I'm asking for. You know, we've got to squeeze it in the budget to buy some next year. <laughs> Let the church say amen. See, they're all behind me, babe. <laughs> if you know anybody that has a few sheep, you know, what is a shepherd without sheep? So I have, uh, I need some shepherds, but the shepherds can't be sheepless. So we need some shepherds and some sheeps. And is that how you say sheeps? It's just sheep. Okay. Very sheepy, that sheeps. Okay. And then um, a donkey. I just want the donkey because how can you resist a cute little donkey sitting next to Mary and Joseph that she had to ride? And so, um, you know, it's just a great additive. Animals, I love animals. And so um, if you, you know, it's just, it just adds to it. It just brings the little kid out in me. But anyway, if you know anybody, please come see me. Come talk to me. And, um, and that will be fantastic. So if I will be in the back today, if you would like to register or sign up for anything to help me in Starry Starry Night, I'll be back there. If you have questions, I'll be back there. You can ask me about it. And, um, and I will be happy to answer your questions. All of you that did sign up for Starry Starry Night, um, Saturday, this coming Saturday, which is the 17th, the 18th, yeah, I have it written down wrong, the 18th, um, at 11 o'clock, we're going to be meeting here. Pastor Mark will start at 8, but, um, 
That's what he told me. But I said, I would never do that to you guys, make you show up on a Saturday at 8 o'clock in the morning. But um, at 11 o'clock, we're going to meet here so that you can pick up your costumes. And um, I can kind of explain what you do at your, you know, your station. You can see me today, too, if you want to know what you're supposed to do. And then um, we will, if you, men, if you like to hammer a hammer and hit an old nail and play with glue guns no that's not right tools tools then you're more than welcome to show up and help pastor mark so he's not doing it all i bought all the goods he's just the the bronze behind the goods that i purchased so he's got to create bethlehem and the um you know we've got some of the stuff prepared already but it's it doesn't take too long but if you'd like to help please see pastor mark and he can let you know what time to be here and anybody else that wants to be here to help we're going to gather all our stuff and um so that will be this saturday at 11 and then ladies 55 plus group um we have to reschedule the 55 plus christmas luncheon christmas tea my um my mother has um a procedure she has to have done on her heart this week and so i need to have her come home with me and so i will not be able to host it this week so i am going to reschedule however to the first week of january it'd be january 4th tuesday january 4th so please mark your calendars be january 4th Wait, January 3rd. Boy, I have everything written. <laughs> if I just read what I have written, I'm making things up. Um, but January 3rd, we will reschedule and have, it'll be just a, a wonderful event. Amen? I think that's it. I still need a king. Are you volunteering, Mitch? <laughs> uh, no, I got, I got this. No, junior high, you guys can go. I do have, I have two more announcements. So, Hallelujah. Um, I do. One is that Miss Yolanda is still collecting all the things that she's handing out as far as the, the scarves and all that and, and hats and gloves and things like that. So there's bags out there. Hallelujah. So we want to remind you of that. And also the community action team. You know, you guys have seen Mr. Hicks out here gathering signatures and it's all about the school initiative, which simply many people don't understand what's going on. Uh, in things that are happening. We have to take, not only do we have to have a spiritual side of things, but we have to have a natural side of things. You know, uh, all we need for evil to succeed is for good men to do nothing and to not say, and listen, you know, I always say this, I always vote so I can complain. Okay? <laughs> Hallelujah. And that's, that's my heart. You know, I say, hey, if you don't vote or if you don't say anything, then you just say, then you're done. But if you, if you do take, take a heart, take things, praise God, we're doing so. So there are a lot of things that you can do, and there's always something new each week. How many of you know they're always trying to put things on us or do different things or say different things? So that's why we established this whole group. That's why we have it connected with our website. You can go on there. You can look at things. There's, there, and so there, there are action items, as they call it. And if you don't know how to do anything or don't know about it, see this wonderful lady right over here, Marilyn. She would be happy to talk your ear off about it, and, and she will get you right there. <laughs> <laughs> she can do it and do good, and it's a great thing. But that's what we're doing out here is because the school initiative just simply means that we can take the money that the state allots for us that we already pay the state that we can actually use it for private schools or for other schools so that our kids can get an education and they don't have to be taught some of the other junk that's coming down the line and all the things that they want to put all the worldly stuff on them, and we've got to protect them. That's why we have 
junior high going out or getting taught the word of God. That's why we have children's church. That's what we do. And the most valuable thing in the world is the church right now. Okay, you need to understand that. And you do know that every public school started from the church, right? You know, that's how it all got started was church, was Sunday school. That's why they called it Sunday school. And somebody started and then, and of course it got, and then it went into being public and then so they could do things. But it was all started that we would teach our kids. And that's the most vital things, and we want to protect our kids, and we want to protect them because those, those little minds, you know. That's why we started a whole preschool, you know. That's why we have a preschool is because, you know, kids is, you know, they're, they're basically their whole, uh, you know, thought processes and their whole things are all formed by the time they're five. So, praise God, we want to pour into them. They're a blank page to be able to write on, amen, and we want to give them. And we're, we're a Christian you know, preschool. We don't make any bones about it. We have, you know, we have chapel every Wednesday here. Hallelujah. It's awesome and it's wonderful. And, uh, you know, we have all kinds of people come. We have all kinds of folks from all different nationalities, all different folks. And they know that about us. We're not, we don't, we teach these kids about Jesus. And the wonderful thing about that is that we're not, we're not backing up. Yeah, we're sanctioned by the state. You know, we're, we're state certified. We got all the credentials, but we're not going to let anything stop us from preaching Jesus. Amen. That, that's the key thing. So that's why we're doing, we're not, we're not getting political. We're not getting anything, but we're, we're, we're the church. We've got to, we've got to declare if we're not going to rise up for righteousness, who is? Amen. So we need to understand that that's why we do things. Don't get nervous. I'm not nervous. I'm not afraid of anybody or anything or what's going on. We know our rights and our privileges of what God has for us. So, you know, we, we broadcast this. It's, it's all out there. Can't never be getting back. You know, so, but God's good. Hallelujah. We are who he is and we is who he is. Amen. Hallelujah. So we thank God for that. We thank God for what he's doing in our lives. And uh, for those of you that don't know what Journey to Bethlehem is, it's simply just following, you know, Mary and Joseph through what they did through going to get the census, going to uh, different parts of going to the inn and then going to the manger and, uh, and, and that. It's just, you know, it's something that we make stations so the kids can do things. And, and it's just fun. And then it gets all of us that are adults to get to play. We get to dress up as things, okay? And have fun. Amen? It is. It's really good. You should see some of these folks in here. They get into their parts. You know, I mean, you know, one of these times we're going to put on a theatrical play up here if we ever have a big enough building. So anyways, I want to pray and then... uh, we're going to do something. Are you ready? Father, in the name of Jesus, we just honor you. We love you. We praise you and thank you. Lord, you're a great God. You're, you're just an awesome God. And Father, we thank you that you've called the church to be the church in the last days, that you said the church is who you're going to work through, who you're going to speak through. You don't do anything on the earth unless you do it through people and you do it through the church because that's the way you established it. You established, you're not a thief. You don't come in. You're not a bully. You don't overpower. Father, you are so righteous, so just. You are so loving, so full of grace and mercy that you have set and bound yourself to your word and you said that you would do everything through the church church. The church is the highest authority on the earth. And so, Lord, thank you that we belong to the church and we belong, hallelujah, to the body of Christ. Hallelujah. And so, Lord, we honor you and love you and glorify your name. So, Father, be magnified today. 
Just let your word have free course in the lives of every individual that is here and those that are watching. Lord, my heart, my heart's cry. Hallelujah, that the spirit of God move and manifest. The spirit of God speak through me and touch the lives of others. Lord, we honor you. We glorify you. Hallelujah. And we magnify your name. Hallelujah. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, before service, I was over sharing with Brother Jerry here, and we were just talking. Said, Brother Jerry, come on up. Hallelujah. And uh, just felt impressed to go love on them and uh, be in blessings. Uh, they keep telling me they're going to head to Oklahoma here pretty soon, but I keep telling them I want them to stay. So, but I, I just believe God has good things. So go ahead. Go ahead and share. And admonish. Uh, as I was preparing to, uh, for church this morning, I felt like the Lord gave me a word for you that are here. Amen. But I always examine myself because I want to make sure it's from the Lord. And I had basically put the word down that I wasn't going to ask to give it forth. But it was confirmed to me this morning by someone that said, you have a word from the Lord. And yes, I did. And what the Lord would have to say this morning is he wants the body of Christ to have ears to hear. Ears to hear. Ears to hear, not what I have to say, but what the Spirit of God has to say. He's saying this morning to prepare. Prepare, prepare, because I am going to begin to bring storms in the spirit, storms in the natural and storms in the spirit. You must prepare to receive these things that I'm going to begin to do. Satan has thought he has gained control over this United States. And I say to you this morning, he is defeated. He is defeated. He is defeated. I'm going to begin to shake just like when I raised Jesus, my son from the dead. I'm going to begin to shake this earth. And I'm going to begin to raise up you. And you will begin to be shaken. And you will rise up in a place that you never thought you would be in. I shook this earth when Jesus died on the cross for you. Even the very dead were raised by my power. My power is going to begin to increase. There's some of you that are just sitting back and not entering in. This is not a time or a place to sit back and not enter in. You've got to step forward in your workplaces. You have to step forward in the grocery stores. You've got to step forward in the public. 
There's a storm of the spirit coming. And God is telling us, he is going to speak to us supernaturally. But you must have ears to hear what the spirit of God will say. Do not fear. Do not fear. Do not fear. Because what's coming is going to take us to heaven. Amen. Amen and amen and amen. Hallelujah. If you have your Bibles turned to Luke chapter 1, glory to God. You know, during the Christmas times, we always look and read and do things, but uh, one of the things that kind of really stirred my heart this week, you know, I was being a grandpa and being a dad with my uh, daughter and, and uh, my grandkids out in Ohio and stuff, and um, but how you know? How many of you seen that statue of the UN where it's supposed to be the peace statue? Kind of crazy, huh? I thought, man, I, I'm looking at it, thinking, that, you know. And of course, everything's it's blown up all over the internet, all the different things. But I thought, man, if I was going to draw a peace, that probably would not be the symbol or the thing I would draw. You know, that would not be the thing that was would be happening or what would be taking place uh, in my mind about if I was going to draw a picture of peace. Probably the greatest picture of peace I ever saw was about an eagle in the cleft of a rock and the storm raging. It was black. It was dark. There were storms all around, but the eagle was there just relaxing, sitting in, 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 a, in, a, in a crack in the rock there, protected from all of the, the storms. And, uh, uh, you know, you just see it so, and, the, and you're just having peace, not, not being affected by anything that was going on because it had the rock protecting them. Amen. And aren't you glad Jesus is our rock? And aren't you glad that Jesus is the one that he is the one that brings that peace. He's the one that brings that joy. He's the one that directs our steps and shows us which way we're going. Because, you know, I mean, if God's our God, he's going to give us peace in the midst of all the trouble that's going on. Amen. And, uh, you know, anytime there's a big storm that's without and all the things that are going, praise God, God can always cause peace to come within. You know, we flew in on Friday, which is Friday's when all those danger, all the really bad tornadoes hit Kentucky and Missouri and Illinois and Arkansas, and uh, and the, you know we're praying for all of those folks because for those of you that don't know, the one that hit Kentucky is you know it's in the Guinness Book of World Records. It's the the largest and the most fiercest and the longest. Supposedly stayed on the ground for between 100 and 200 miles, which is mean devastation for incredible things. And uh, so we're you know, and I got a lot of friends and a lot of friends in Kentucky and a lot of folks are there, but thank God for God's amazing grace. Amen. And uh, we, we trust in, in, in the midst of the storm. We may not understand some things. You know, I got some news right at the very beginning of the week here about a very, I mean, a good friend, a friend that, that's been to our church and has been around. He's a pastor that's up in paradise that where Brother Self was there for years. Pastor Grandy passed away from covid uh, this past Monday, and he was just a, a good friend, and so we're praying for Pastor Sandy, praying for that whole church up there, praying for, you know, because it's, it, uh, uh, you know, it was a shock for them, and a shock for me, because that's just as close, and the things that are there, so you're like, okay, Lord, you know, uh, what's going on, because I've been praying for him, I've been really, you know, interceding, and you say, well, how come, you know, I don't know all things, only God does, yes. 
But oh, in the midst of things, that no matter what the enemy tries, God can bring peace. And as I was reading in Luke chapter 1, I just read Luke chapter 1, Luke chapter 2, and of course I always read these because just at this time, it's just always, I like to love to read the Word of God, but it just always stirs my heart. You know, in Luke chapter 1, verse 79 is the prophecy that Zechariah prophesied about his son, John the Baptist. You know, John the Baptist was a forerunner for bringing Jesus Christ to the earth. He was the one. He was the greatest of all the prophets because he got to announce the Lord is coming, the Messiah is coming, the Messiah is coming. Do you know that we get the privilege now to declare that Jesus is coming again, that we get to be that. And in verse 79, it just jumped out to me and because I'd really never, I mean, I read all this stuff about, uh, you know, what Anna did, the prophetess, and what Simeon, the old guy that was there too, and what he prophesied about Jesus and stuff. But it, the very last two verses here, uh, but verse 79, it says that this is what he prophesied that John would do, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death um, to guide our feet into the way of peace. His, his mission in life was to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death. How many people are sitting in darkness today? And then they're in the shadow of death. And here it is, that we're to guide our feet into the way of peace. Aren't you glad that we know the way of peace? So I got to tell Greg here, my title is the way of peace, okay? And in that, because one of the things that what, you know, when you hear bad news or you hear things, what is the you know, first thing you, you begin to get thinking and get anxious or get to thinking things? And, um, you know, because you kind of ask yourself, what's the, what's the future going to hold? See, when I'm anxious or I'm worried, then I'm thinking about the future. Now, if I feel like there's depression and, and, and things coming on me, then I'm usually thinking about the past because something didn't happen, <laughs> okay? Or something that we're not going to get out of. You know, discouragement is just camouflage fear. It just means that you don't think things aren't going to change. And then when you get worried about the future, you think things aren't going to change, so the future's going to be bad. But glory to God. God said he's given us a future and a hope. So I want to give you hope this morning, and I want to give you the way of peace, because that's what our voice has to be. Yeah, there's storms, and they're shaking, and that which can be shaken is going to be shaking. Amen? There is that. They're shaking. The earth is shaking. The earth is groaning. There are things that are happening, but praise God, we're the church. Hallelujah. And though the heavens are shaking, though the earth is shaking, we're going to stand solid. Having done all to stand, we're going to stand, and we're going to see the salvation of God. We're going to see what God says. Amen? Now, you know, in Isaiah 9, 6, we've shared that scripture over and over and over again, but I'm going to read it to you again because there's a part that I want you to see. It says, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. The government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. The next verse says, of the increase of his government... Now, here's what I want you to hear. And peace, there will be no end. Do you know that Jesus' peace never ends? It's the peace that passes all understanding, Philippians 4, 7 says. It says it's the peace that passes all, that'll guard your hearts and your mind. Don't we need our minds guarded right now from all the junk? We need our hearts and our minds guarded. Hallelujah. And it's the peace that passes all understanding that guards our hearts and mind. So what is that peace? Well, in the Old Testament, that word right there in, in, in Isaiah 9, 6 is the word shalom. We all know that, the Hebrew word. It's, you know, we, we've said, that word has been shared and said and, and taught on. But you know, that's a wonderful word. It is. It means wholeness. 
It means prosperity. It means wholeness. It means nothing missing, nothing broken. God's going to give everything. God's going to put all things back together. God's going to do things. He's going to get a hold of it. Now, here's the thing I want you to do. I want you to go to John chapter 14. I want to give you scriptures here this morning, but I also want to get you to understand that God made everything personal. I mean, you know, man, God made it personal, and God made it personal about you. And if we're going to declare to the, to the world the way of peace, we got to know that, hey, listen, they can have a personal relationship with their heavenly father. A personal relation. You know, we were at a place and someone said, you know, they were talking about a, a, a relative in their life said, I really want them to have a personal relationship. They know all about it. They do and they know all these things here, but I really want it to be more personal with them. Well, glory to God. Guess what? God wants it always to be more personal. God made it personal. You can't get more personal than you sent your own son to die for you. That makes it personal. God has, God's invested in you. <laughs> you know, God said, all right, I'm going to do all this for you. Amen. And in, in, in John's gospel, chapter 14 and verse 27, I mean, if you don't get anything, get this verse, meditate on this verse, hang on to this verse, because the peace that Jesus gives, nobody can take away. Amen. Look at verse 27. John 14, 27 is awesome. And it's Jesus doing the talking because he talked about the comforter coming in verse 26, which is so cool. But then he said, peace. I leave you with peace. I leave you with my peace. I don't leave you with just peace. I leave you with my peace. Jesus is peace. I mean, he had people wanting to kill him all. He wanted, I mean, G- Jesus walked through the midst of him. I don't know how he did that. It's pretty cool. What can just disappear? I don't know what that happened. Anyways, that's awesome. But he said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Glory to God. Not as the world gives, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Man, we can stop right there, go home and say, man, it's awesome. Let your heart not be troubled and let it not be afraid. We don't have to walk in fear just like the word of the Lord that come through. Jerry, there are things that are going, there are shaking, there are things that are happening that have never happened before. We just had a tornado that made it to the Guinness Book of World Records as the largest and the longest and the widest and the biggest and ever since the history of keeping records. See, that's not good. No, that's not good because that's a bad thing. But you know what? Listen, the Acts of the Apostles is not over. The Acts of the Apostles are the, are the Acts of the Holy Spirit still going today, and that's what you and I, miracle sign it. Just like he said, because it's exactly what he's saying. What's coming, what's taking place, what's happening now is going to bring back the king. Hallelujah. We know that there's going to be darkness over the earth, but glory to God, the church, we're going to get brighter and brighter and brighter. And we're going to walk in the peace of God. But here's the thing. We've got to show the way of peace to everybody else. John the Baptist was like one crying in the wilderness, you know, that the, that, that the Messiah was coming. Well, we know Jesus came. Now, we're like ones that we're crying out that he's coming again. What are you going to do to meet Jesus? What are you going to do? But it's peace because we know we've got to have peace to know that we believe in what's coming and what's taking place. Amen? Because who brought us peace? Jesus brings us peace. He said, peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world gives, I give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Turn to your neighbor and say, okay, take a breath. It's all good. <laughs> Amen. In Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 14, it says this, for Christ himself has brought peace to us. 
For Christ himself has brought peace to us. He united the Jews and the Gentiles into one people when in his own body on the cross he broke down the wall of hostility that separated all of us. God broke down all of the anger. God broke down everything. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And it was Jesus himself who brought peace to us. Amen. That's why, you know, in, in Luke chapter 2, when the angels are there, glory to God, the angels started declaring, they said, He's glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace and goodwill toward men. Amen? Amen? But what does it mean by God making it personal? What does it mean when God says he makes things personal? Well, what it means is, is that that's the wonderful thing about this relationship with God is that it's between you and him and nobody Nobody, hallelujah, can change that. Nobody can rob you of that. How much of God you want, you can have. Nobody can stop you. Nobody can stop how great your relationship is. Nobody can stop uh, what you receive from him. People can get jealous. They can get mad. They can get upset. But nobody can stop what you have because it's just between you and him. Now, when he do that, he wants you to touch lives of everybody else. But the wonderful thing about it, see, if, if it doesn't work at home, it's real hard to ship it abroad. You know, if we in the church are running around afraid, if we're running around upset, if we're running around, oh, my God, what are we going to do? We don't know what's going to happen. If we're running around the whole world, who, who's going to bring peace? Who's going to bring joy? See, we've got the way of peace. Amen. We've got the way, because it's the Lord Jesus Christ. We re- and his peace, he gave us his peace. So in the midst of chaos, glory to God, we've got peace. We're like that eagle that's right in that rock, right in the cleft of the rock, glory to God. And there's storms all around, but we're just like, yes, yeah, it's cool. Amen? We just thank God we got this. We got what God is saying. Here it is. Glory to God. See, and the reason that God made it personal, because he wanted a relationship with you. Amen. You know, so many times people say, well, how do I talk to God? You just talk. You just communicate. Let him speak to your heart. You speak to his heart. And you allow God to open. And here's God. This is God speaking to you, which is the word of God. Amen. See, you need to make, because Paul, you know, Paul made, you know what made Paul so strong? Paul made the gospel his. He said, according to my gospel, according to my God. But Jesus said that. Remember when Jesus, when Mary came, Jesus was raised from the dead, and Mary came by the tomb to pick up his body and then to head up to heaven and go into the heavenly holies of holies and, and sprinkle his blood there and obtain an eternal redemption for us. But before he did, he got there, and, and Mary clung to him, and, 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 and Jesus said, hey, don't touch me. Don't cling to me. Because you know, I want you to go to the disciples and tell them I'm going to my father, to your father, to my God, to your God. He included us all in it. Remember Jesus' high priestly prayer in John chapter 17, hallelujah. He said, Father, I pray that they're one even as we're one. Amen. And you know, if you ask people, do you think Jesus got his prayers answered? I think he did. Hallelujah, glory to God. He said, but, but he made these statements. And so when he did, when he did, things changed. You know, here's a scripture that we always use. You know, we say Isaiah 54, 17 says, no weapon formed against us can prosper. Isn't that awesome? No, we, we, we quote that scripture. Do you know why we can quote that scripture? It's because God made that scripture personal. He said, no weapon formed against us can prosper. And every tongue that rises up against you in judgment, you shall condemn. For this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And then he said this, and their righteousness is of me, saith God. 
their right standing is because of me and their right standing is my business. Their justification is my business. So God made all of my difficulties or all the things that all these things that are trying to be formed against me, God made it his business to raise me up. See, that's why, and the Bible says in the New Testament that vengeance is mine, saith that I'll repay, I'll fight your battles. Amen? And when you let God fight your battle, you just say, oh, glory to God. That's why on that boat, remember on the boat in, in Acts chapter 27, Paul's there and, and, and everything's going and he said, you know, he stands up and he says, y'all should have listened to me and we should have never done you, you wouldn't have lost this ship. He said, but guess what? The God of whom I serve and who I belong to, uh, Hallelujah. He said, my God, who I am, it's personal. He's going to take care of me. And since he's taking care of me, he said he's going to take care of you. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. See, we, we have this tendency to kind of push things off. Many people as Christians, they kind of think, well, I'm part of this. I'm, I, I'm part of this, you know, because all of us think that our parents had favorites, and they probably did, just because, you know, in one sense of the word, well, in one sense of the word, if you're the one always acting up and being bad, you got all the wrong attention. So, you know, and, uh, you know, you were kind of forging the head there, and it wasn't t- too good. But, uh, you know, and so the other ones, they, they were watching. You know, I, I mean, I did it. I was the third. I'm in the middle between, I have an older brother, older sister, and then two younger brothers. So I'm right in the middle. So I watched my older brother and older sister. Sister, they were always getting in trouble. They were always back talking. They were always, you know, my older brother's always trying to sneak out. He's always grounded for life, you know, things like that. And so, you know, and so I was watching all this, you know, because they're, they're two and three years older. My sister's three years old. My brother's two years old. So you watch all this, you kind of go, that ain't working. That ain't working. Got to do something different. We want to have a better life. We want to be able to do things. We want to be able to have fun. So I, I got this novel idea. How about I talk to my parents? Wow, what a, what a crazy, and that was crazy when I was a teenager. To talk to your parents was not cool. But it was like, okay, how about we talk to them? How about we build trust within them? How about we actually say what we're going to do tell, and let them do this and, and actually follow through? You know, and the funny thing about it, if you ask my brother and my sister, they'll say, oh, their teenagers were terrible. Well, of course, if you're in rebellion, you're going to have terrible time. But if you ask me about my teenage years, Oh, I was a golden child. I got to do everything. Because <laughs> I figured the system out. <laughs> figured it out. I was a good teenager. I sinned every day. But the key was, is that I figured out how to do things. I figured this out here, you know. Hallelujah. How about we do a few things here? And it turned out really great. Now, but one of the problems is, is that we look at, and here's the thing, saying, let's bring that over into God. When you find out that God loves you, that he really wants the best for you, that he's really not trying to stop you from having fun, he's really not trying to stop you from enjoying life, but that he has life and life more abundantly. Hey, what about a novel idea? Why don't I talk to him? Why don't I communicate with him? Because did you know that God has promised a lot of things? God's promised a lot of things. And that one of the ways, I mean, I love my father. We had a lot of disagreements, a lot of things. But one thing about my father, I so appreciated because he was a tremendous man of his word. And when he said something, he only ever asked us to do something once, which was real difficult. It means we got a lot of spankings. We did, I mean, not saying that was good or bad, but it was, you always had to listen. He only asked you to do things once. And if you didn't, life was over after that, you know, so you had to pay attention, okay, and, uh, you know, there were consequences, you know, so if you didn't finish it, but the one thing about it is, is that he always talked about his word, he says, listen, if I say it, you can do it, 
If I tell you to do it, you can do it, your word. You know, I mean, I grew up thinking can't wasn't in the dictionary. And so, because he said, if I tell you you can do it, you can do it. I said, well, I can't. He said, no, can't's not in the dictionary. If I tell you you can do it, you can do it. And it was easy to transfer from him to God because God said, if you can do it, you can do it. You know, because I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I, I can do that. And so it changed. So, but his word. So when my dad gave his word that we were going to do something, we did it. See, I didn't, and see, most people in the world, they can't really say that. They, somebody, oh, they promise, but their promises don't mean anything. See, that's why our word is Christians, our word. See, we got to show the way of peace, and the way of peace is like, glory to God, is to lift up Jesus. Well, Jesus was the word. Amen? I'm not digressing. I'm just saying, listen, listen, we've got to let them know that, listen, we can promise you Jesus is coming again. I can tell you that right now. He's coming. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And you know why most Christians don't receive all the things? I shouldn't say most. I just say some because you guys are awesome. You guys are receiving. But the thing about it is, is that, you know, why some don't gra- grasp a hold of it is because they're not, their word is not as strong as it needs to be. And their promises... That's why the Bible says that your yes be yes and your no, no. When you promise, you but God made promise and God can never back down from his promises. And you remember in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20 and 21, right around in there, it says all of the promises are yes and amen in Christ. All of his promises. And you know what's funny? Because I'm a faith preacher. I, 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 that's what I am. I'm a faith preacher. I believe in faith. I believe in preaching the Bible, believing in God, because I know without faith, it's impossible to please God, okay? And we can go there, and it's just something that's in me. I believe that with all of my heart. But you know why a lot of people have a mistake in a faith and believing and trusting God in the midst of what's all going on? It's because they don't believe in the promises. See, all faith is, is having faith in the promises of God. Faith always just calls for what God said he already promised. It's not trying to make things happen. It's just, God, you said this. I want that. You promised to do that. You promised to meet and supply all of my needs. So I'm going to just believe you're going to do that. You promised to do some things. So I'm going to just, I'm going to hold your promise up to you. I'm going to have faith in that promise and I'm going to believe it and I'm going to walk and that's going to give me hope. That gives me peace to know that hallelujah, your promises never fail. You are faithful. The Bible says to hold fast, fast to the confession of our faith because he is faithful that promised. See, we get a hold of it. Yeah, because God made it personal. God loves me. We always have this discussion of who, who God loves more, me or her, when good things happen, you know, you know. And when she actually listens to the Lord and God does good things with her, I say, God loves you more today. Now, we tease about that a lot because I always tell her, I'm God's favorite. You know, I mean, I have a scripture, you know, Psalms 37, 37 says, Mark the perfect man. And behold the upright. See, see, all of you, I'm sorry. If your name's not Mark, you just didn't get it. But that's okay. All right? So he says, you would know that scripture. I wouldn't know that scripture. Listen, that was one of the first scriptures I learned. And you know I'm saying that jokingly, guys. Don't get too excited. He thinks he's this. He thinks he's that. No. I get all in trouble. Because here's what happens. If you don't make it personal about the promises of God, then you're never going to see the performance of the promises of God. That's why it's very serious. 
It is. Because guess what? Just like the Spirit of God spoke through Jerry there, that there's going to be things coming to pass and happening supernaturally. We just got to be listening. We got to be listening. We got to be listening. We've got to have ears to hear what's being said. Because when we know the promises, wow. Because God's not a man that he should lie. You know, he can't. He's, he's given this to, it's like, wow, this is so cool. Hebrews chapter 10, you know, verse 35 says, cast not away your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. Amen. Don't cast away your confidence because it has great recompense of reward. Why? Because after you have done, you know, the will of God, you're going to receive the promise. You're going to receive the reward of that. Amen. We, we received that promise because God promised some things. He promised in his word what's going to take place. He told us what we can do, what we can have, and how we can walk this thing out. Amen. That's the wonderful thing about it is that God said, I'm never going to leave you. In the midst of this, I'm going to be with you. Amen. We've got this. So when we see all that's going on, we see everything, we go, oh, wow. Look, watch what God can do. Watch what he's endeavoring to do. Look what he's doing. Because God wants to perform. God wants to do something. Amen. Now, now go to Job 23. I want you to see this. Job 23. I want you to get this because God wants to do some things and God has got some divine appointments for you that you got to get to. The problem is you all been missing your appointments. How many of you know your appointment doesn't go? If you got an appointment to see the doctor, but you don't show up, it don't work. And how much you know that if, even if you show up and get into the waiting room, but if you never get in to actually see anybody, get anything, get done, it doesn't work. See, a lot of people, they do, they do things, but God's got some divine appointments for you. Amen. In Job 23, 14, it says, you know, in, in, in the you know, King James Version, it says, he performs the thing that is appointed for me, and many such things are with him. The Amplified Bible says, he performs that which he has planned for me. And of many such matters, he is very mindful. He knows what's going on. Jeremiah 29, 11, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. Plans of good and not of evil. Amen. Plans to bring an expected end, a future and a hope. And see, did you ever read it past that where it says in verse 12, then shall you seek me, then shall you seek me, and you shall find me. So you're not going to seek and not find you. Then shall you seek me, then shall you find me. Amen. Hallelujah. We, we see this. Now, if you back up to verse 12 in Job there. Notice what Job said. Neither have I gone back from the commandment of his lips. I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. Which means he said, I'd rather have the, you know, man should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Amen. Job said, no, your word, I'm going to, your word's more than I don't want to eat. Your, your word's more necessary. He said, but you've got some performance of some things that you want to do. Hallelujah. And God's got some miracle signs and wonders in your path. God's got some supernatural sustenance in your path. God's got healing in your path. God's got strength in your path. God's got some good things that he is in, in doing and in store for you. That, so that, why? So that the world can see the way of peace they're not going to know how to get to peace come on look at the thing they built to say this is peace come on they have they don't have they have no idea what they don't know how to have peace bless their hearts i mean we know that we've got the prince of peace 
We've got the prince of peace, the prince of wholeness, the prince uh, of just that brings the peace that passes all understanding that guards our hearts and our mind. Amen. Philippians 4, that's what it declares to us. In fact, go over to Philippians 4. We're there in the Old Testament. Let's do this. We got to hurry here. Y'all got to listen a little faster, okay? <laughs> no, you guys are awesome. You guys are wonderful. You know, the people that are watching, they have the, they have the way of rewinding. They're blessed. <clears throat> Philippians chapter 4. Hallelujah. And I'm going to back up because I want to read it out of this. One back here. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Actually, that's way back here. <laughs> Amen. Thank you, Father. There it is right there. Because I want to read to the new living. I've got my King James up here. He said this, verse 6 through 7 says, Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done, all of his promises. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything that we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and your minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Amen. Aren't you glad? I'm so glad that no matter what's going on in the midst of chaos, in the midst of all the junk that's going on, it's like, wow. I don't know why, but I think it's going to work out. I don't know what's going to go on, but God's going to make it happen. Everything's going to be good. It's all going to be good. Hallelujah. Because also back in Luke chapter 1 and verse 45, remember when the angel came to Mary? And we're going to wrap this thing up because we're, you know, bringing our Christmas message here. And then, of course, we have, next week we have that. But also bringing this together. In Luke 1, 45, you know, the angel comes to Mary and she says, how can this be? Because I'm a virgin. I don't know a man. I mean, I'm, I'm espoused to somebody. I'm engaged to somebody. But hey, and the angel says, because the Holy Spirit's going to come upon you. You remember when the angel Gabriel came down to Zacharias to tell him about John the Baptist. And he said, how can this be? And the angel said, you're an idiot. <laughs> you got a wife. What's wrong with you? But he said, hey, he said, well, here's how this is going to be. We're going to shut you up. We're going to make sure that you can't talk. Because if you can talk, you're going to mess this thing up. So we got to shut you up. See, many of you, you, you don't receive your miracles because you nullify it by what you say. You talk yourself out of it. You talk yourself into bad things. You talk yourself out of the good things. You, you don't because you just talk yourself out of it. So, you know, I mean, I think if God would say, here, I'm going to do this and then make you dumb for the time that it can come... Praise God. Make sure you can't speak. That'd be awesome. It would be a sign and a wonder, number one. Sign and a wonder. Hallelujah. And then we'd see that it come to pass. And then when you, you draw a thing and you agree with God, then your mouth opens. And then that's when Zechariah prophesied about what John was going to do. And everybody's like, whoa, this, what about this little baby? That's awesome. But when Mary came, hallelujah, in verse 45, the latter part of that, and she said this, and she said, and blessed is she that believed there shall be a performance of these things which were told her from the Lord. God always wants to perform what his word says. Believe it, I remember when the Bible says, you know, that the word of God, you know, no word of God is without fulfillment. But it talks about with the word of God, nothing is impossible. And uh, I was just praying and the Lord spoke to my heart. He says, every one of my word and every one of my promises has to have a day of fulfillment. Amen. And I thought, well, Lord, does that mean it can be have a day of fulfillment in my life? He said, it can if you believe it. 
He said, I, I gave promises to one. I'm no respecter of persons. I'm a respecter of faith. I'm a respecter of what you, but I'm not a respecter of persons. I said, I said, Lord, you're going to have to say, whoa. You don't have to say giddy up because I'm about to run. I'm about to get out here. And if I get too far out, you're going to have to just grab me. But I'm going to believe you for everything. Hallelujah. I want to see a performance. I want to see the performance of what you're doing. Hallelujah. I want to. Because just like he shared about when the resurrection came, there was a performance. I mean, the earth quaked. The skies went dark. Hallelujah. But glory to God. Then the stone was rolled away. Hallelujah. And the glory of God was there. And guess what? There's going to be a performance on the rapture of the church, folks. There's going to be a demonstration of power. There's going to be a demonstration of the things of God. God's going to do this. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He's going to perform things. And not that he's wanting to just show off, but God wants to put on a show. Because he wants to let the world and everybody else around him know how great he is. Amen? Amen. I mean, he has. But here's the key. I believe with all of my heart that we are all going to be at the right place at the right time. We're going to have divine appointments. I believe more now than anything, you're going to be at the right place at the right time just for God. Because there's nothing too difficult for God. Nothing is impossible with God. Hallelujah. And God's performances are always a combination of grace and mercy. And aren't you glad for God's grace? Gosh, thank God for his grace. And and, and that's God's grip on us. His grace is on. He knew that we were just men. But our grip on God is our faith and what we believe. And our faith is tied to our love and it's tied to our peace. You can always tell if you're in faith because you have joy and you have peace. And we're in a season that talks about joy and peace all the time. Joy and peace. Well, it's joy and peace because joy and peace came to the world. Joy to the world and peace on earth and goodwill toward me and joy. Why? Because joy and peace came through Jesus Christ. The way of peace comes through Jesus. John the Baptist was saying, let me just, just tell you what the way of peace is. And he was sent to a world in sin and a world in darkness and a world that was in the shadow of death. We are in a world of sin. We are in a world of shadow of death. We are in a world of darkness. I mean... People are running around and they don't know exactly what's happening. But glory to God, we do. We do. We're not in the dark. If you're in the dark, come see me. We'll get you saved, filled with the Holy Ghost, walking in the light of the Word of God. Hallelujah. We get you, get to open up your eyes to see what God is, because God's given us His Word, that His Word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. I mean, I believe that. I believe the word of God literally just takes hold of things. It's like, yeah, listen, God wants to confirm with us. He wants to confirm the word of God working miracles all the time. Confirming the word with signs following, Mark 16, 20 says. He, and that's the thing about it. I just, I tell the Lord all the time, I said, Lord, you're not performing enough. And he always tells me, you're not believing enough. <laughs> he said, I confirm the word. If you preach the word, I'll confirm it. He said, you don't have to ask me to do my part. You just got to do your part. That just simply means shut up and start doing things. That's what he tells me all the time. You guys, he's really nice to you because it hurts your feelings. Me, he just slaps me. You know, (laughs) he just says, get a grip, buddy. It's all on you. Let's do this. I say, yes, sir. Yes, sir. And you know, one of the biggest things we don't do in our lives is we don't make room for the supernatural and the power of God to change us. Or we don't make room for God to tell us what to do so that we can see him change everything around us. Amen. 
He wants us to do that. We need to take hold of that. Hallelujah. You know, and, uh, and I remember when he told me this. He said, you know, I want to take you places where your character can't keep you, so you better deal with your character. Yeah, that'll smack you. It's like, okay, I thought I was pretty good. I thought my character was pretty good at that time, too. I realized, okay, I better check me up on me, see, see, see how much what's going on in my life. And I always do. That's, that's where consecration and dedication comes. I think that's, that's something that we don't do a lot anymore. We don't have consecration services, dedication services where you consecrate and you dedicate your life to God to do what God says you'll do. Lord, I'm willing to do what you want me to do. I'm willing to go where you want me to go because we all get nervous that he might actually tell us something. <laughs> you know, you know. And, and, and the wonderful thing about God is, is really he's not gonna force you to go to places. What he wants to know is that you're willing. It's the willingness of your heart because God just wants your heart because if he has your heart, he has you. And folks, the world needs to know that the reason we have peace is because of Jesus. But the reason that we have such peace is because of our personal relationship, because we understand the promises of God, and we know that God is performing his promises in the earth, and his plan, his purpose for what he has planned for the ages to come is going to come to pass. Nothing's going to stop that. Jesus defeated the devil. He took the keys of death and hell when he rose from the dead. The devil's been defeated ever since that day. Glory to God. Jesus made a show of him openly, triumphing over him in it. Hallelujah. I mean, the Bible says when we get to heaven and we look over and look at the devil, we're going to go, is that he? Is he the one that messed my life? I mean, I let him do all those things. To me. I let him stop me from... And we're going to be ashamed. That's what the Bible says. It's what it says. So we might as well just start doing it now. He can get nothing. He's been brought to nothing. He's been defeated. He is. Jesus defeated him for you and I. He just got a big mouth. He does. I mean, come on. We know the way of peace. No matter what, hallelujah, we are going to go out of here in glory. We're going to go out of here in the fire of God. Amen. And the power of God. God can't stop us. I mean, the devil can't stop us. God's gonna, gonna, he's gonna raise us up. We've gotta keep going. Hallelujah. And we gotta keep looking into the perfect law of liberty. We gotta keep looking into the word of God. We've gotta get, and we've gotta understand that whatever Jesus or whatever the Holy Spirit tells us to do, let's just do it. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you. Thank you that you've made a way of peace for us. You've made a way for us to move and to man. You've made a way for us to go forward. Lord, we love you and praise you. Thank you, Father. Lord, thank you, thank you, thank you that when we look to the word of God, everything changes, everything changes. It's just so awesome. Hallelujah. Oh, Father. And now, Lord, I speak peace and I declare peace over Harvest Bible Church right now. I know that there are those that are here that are facing the fire, facing storms. There are those that are here that have to make decisions. There are those that are here that have to stand up. They could be in, in, in that jeopardy of losing their jobs. We heard of people losing their jobs because they would not comply to the things of the government. But Father, you are their source and they got to honor you. And Father, you've already made a way where they've already got another job. But Father, your hand that we've got to trust you and we've got to walk this out what you're doing in our hearts. Each one has to walk out their own 
plan of salvation. Each one has to walk out their own walk. But Father, you're going to be with them through it. And they can't violate their conscience, can't violate their hearts. And Lord, your hand, your plan and purpose. And Father, you've got some divine appointments. There's a divine appointment that's going to come to somebody that's here that's going to change the situation for you right now. You're going to have a divine appointment coming up here in the next few weeks. You've been just worried and fretting. I don't know what we're going to, but there's a divine appointment that's going to come, a divine connection that's going to turn it around. That's going to turn it around. I don't know who that is. I don't, but that just came up right up out of my spirit. That guess what? You keep looking. You keep expecting. Say, Lord, you've got some things appointed. I've got a divine appointment in my, in my path. I'm going to be at the right place at the right time for the right person to say something. I'm going to be connected, and there's a divine appointment. Hallelujah. And I'm going to look back and say, wow, God, you orchestrated that. And he did. He did. He did. And he does because he holds the future in his hand. And your future is bright because the king is coming. Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. We live our life as if Jesus is coming right now. Hallelujah. Glory to God. In our hearts. In our hearts. But we have to do things in plan and purpose like he's not coming for years and years. But that's okay. Because we've got a vision. We've got a, a dreams. And we've got a, a life that we're working for. And it's all connected with the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, I do ask that the Holy Spirit move across this congregation, move across these airways right now. For those that, if they don't know Jesus, they're just not sure of their relationship, that they need this personal, that it's personal, that God, you make yourself real because you want to. You want to make yourself so real so that it becomes a personal relationship. Make your promises known so they can know they can trust you. They can take your promises and they can stand on them and you'll perform your promises if they'll have faith in them. Lord, thank you for that. Father, you declared that if we would believe in our heart and confess with our mouth the Lord Jesus, we would be saved. Oh, we just thank you for it, Father. That's all we have to do is call on the name of the Lord and we'd be saved. Say, Lord Jesus, here am I. I believe in you. I make you my Lord and my Savior. Jesus, you're my Lord. You're my Savior. I confess it with my mouth. Father, thank you for that. Thank you, Father, for bringing people from the north, the south, the east, and the west to be here today. And for those that have tuned in to hear this today, that they have the way of peace to help those that sit in darkness, those that are in the shadow of death. Lord, we honor you for it. Thank you that you've raised up Harvest Bible Church for such a time as this. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah.